Welcome to We Drink and We Farm Things. This is the farm comedy podcast that is an adult happy hour for the farming community. We drink adult beverages, talk about the ups and downs of farming things, and give zero clucks about not having the perfect farm life. We keep it real with you and share the mistakes we've made and what we've learned so you can feel less alone in this farm thing. We drink things, we farm things, we drink and farm things. Hey there, Sam. Oh, hey there, Bev. What you drinking today? So I made myself a dandy warm drink. So it's like a dandelion latte type of drink. It comes in like a powder form. Uh, I drank it a lot last winter, but it's very cold here today. And I felt like I could just use a warm mug of comfort. (laughs) A dandy comfort. I like it. Dandy comfort. So what (laughs) are you drinking over there? So today I opened a Blake's Hard Cider Flannel Mouth. Ooh. And it is like Blake's classic hard cider. It's part of that get the bushel thing. So this one's a little more neutral than the apple pie, apple lantern, and caramel apple. Lots of apple. Obviously Mm. it's cider. But... Yes, this is one of the ones that's like super easy to get year round. And I like a good flannel and there's flannel on the can. Ah, yeah. I was just getting ready to ask, um, are they referring to flannel mouth, like just like flannel in general or like the flannel mouth sucker, which is a native fish to Arizona? (laughs) Which I did not know that. Yeah. So I don't know that I could answer that question, but there's a flannel pattern on there. So I'm guessing they mean the shirt. Yeah. I think you might be right about that. I think you might be right about that. (laughs) Our drink peep this episode is our friend Kayla Wood and she is at Honey Creek Homestead over on the Instagram. So cheers, lady. Cheers. So we have a slew of kit events today. There were so many. You guys really brought it for the end of September through today that we're recording this. So many. So thank you. Apologies if we missed any. Facebook is kind of pain, but (laughs) we have so many to show. Yeah. Yes. So today we're going to start off with a picture and I'm going to put a lot of these pictures and videos on the YouTube so you can see what we're talking about. That way you don't have to click on every single link if you want to see what we're talking about. So that's a big advantage for checking out our YouTube channel. Also, this will drop on Halloween, and that is the last day you can enter our YouTube contest. That's right. All you have to do is subscribe, and you might win (laughs) something from our merch shop. All right, so this first one's a doozy, and you definitely need to take a look at this picture. Because Katie Montgomery posted, just in case someone needed a smile today, hashtag can't even. And it looks like it's from a sepestival geese group. And it's like a side-by-side comparison of this really curly-breasted sepestival goose. So they're the ones that look like they're wearing tutus. Next to a younger, a young-ish Tom Selleck in his curly chest hair. <laughs> She says, I knew Brewster reminded me of someone. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad you took that one because I kept looking at him and I'm like, I know who that is, 
but I can't pull his name out of my brain. That is not (laughs) something that I'm great at. Like, you could show me a picture of a hundred celebrities, and I might be able to name, like, three of them if I was lucky. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the pop culture one here, Mm -hmm. (laughs) for sure. But, I mean, I mostly know Tom Selleck from being Richard on Friends. Oh, that's right. I didn't watch, like, a lot of his movies or shows or anything like that. So... That's how I know that one. Okay. All right. Our next can't even is from Sarah B. And she says, this is my can't even for the day, possibly for the week. And (laughs) it is an article from the Daily Mail. And the article is, activists separate hens from cockerels so the hens are not raped. (laughs) Yeah, I think... I think this was really probably well-intentioned because watching chicken sex is kind of, I mean, it's kind of like raping your eyes sometimes. Yeah, I mean, it is. And if you're not familiar with barnyard animals, I can fully see why that would be shocking to some people. Um, Even the goats, Mm -hmm. I think it gets a little yucky and uncomfortable and... Nothing looks very consensual. <laughs> right. Like, I I was telling you before we hit record, my bucks got in with my does, and they kept going after this one. And I, I was getting so frustrated because I was by myself trying to get them separated. And I kept yelling, she doesn't want it. She doesn't want you. Get off of her. <laughs> Like, trying to use my body to, like, move the goats because they're so dang stinky. But I did end up having to, like, hug them. Not in a loving way, but, like, get the heck where you're supposed to be kind of way. Yeah. (laughs) So I can understand how you can project human things onto animals. You know, you just got to be careful with that sort of thing because their nature is much different than our nature. Yeah, it really is. And, you know, it depends on what the purpose of the cockerels being with the hens were Mm -hmm. and what the ratio is, too. And I think that's That's one of the things that a lot of people forget about with chickens is that it's really all about the ratio. Like one cockerel to 14 hens, that's probably fine. No one's probably Mm -hmm. getting overused at that ratio, except maybe the favorite. Yeah. And everything should be relatively calm and hunky-dory in there. The cockerel is uh, fertilizing the eggs and protecting the flock, and that's always a good thing. But if we're talking about a flock that has, like, five cockerels and five hens, like, that's a nightmare, for sure. Yes. For everybody. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) So I think some things have to be looked at on a case-by-case basis. (laughs) Absolutely. So our next one is from Elise Ferguson, and uh, she's one of our drink peeps. And she said, my hashtag can't even for this week, the runnings, a.k.a. their feed store, ladies night bucket. And it's got some ghosts on it and some bats and it's real spooky. And it says, save the boobies. (laughs) (laughs) Look, at least these ghosts don't have boobies. I mean, oh god, that would just up the weird factor for me it to like a hundred. <laughs> or the bat. Ooh. <laughs> if, if every spooky creature on the bucket had boobies, that would have been just going too far. <laughs> yes. 
They use the subtle amount of boobies on this bucket. I appreciate that. Yeah, it, it's mostly just the booze. I don't see any bees. <laughs> <laughs> All right, our next one is from Janice M. And she says, have a great Thursday. My hashtag can't even. And it's this adorable video. And the caption is, when you've had one too many, but your song comes on. And it's a tiny baby goat that just wants to dance, but cannot keep itself on its feet or keep to time. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's perfect. I can relate to that baby goat very much. I can relate to that baby goat very much as well. <laughs> our next one is from our teammate, Katie Montgomery. And she says, how stinking sweet is this? Hashtag can't even. And it's from Odd Couples by the Dodo which I know is one of Bev's favorite things mm-hmm. in the whole world is odd couple animal pairings. <laughs> and this one is a horse and a dog animal pairing. And they love each other. They are obsessed with each other. And they run to the fence and say hi to each other every day. Like they haven't seen each other in years and they're so excited. The video is about like four minutes long. So make sure you take a look at that. Cause it is just freaking sweet and adorable. And they're like in their own little world and they get zoomies together and it's just so dang cute. Our next can't even is from Sonia M and she says, hashtag can't even saw this on another Facebook page for goats. The discussion (laughs) was marking on goats and if it's related to their name, meet (laughs) Willie. And I just want you to imagine for one second what could possibly be the marking on this goat named Willie? <laughs> yeah, it took me a minute. Well, probably not a minute, but a couple of seconds. Like when I saw this, I was like, Willie. And then I was like, oh, Willie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, okay. I would have been a little more subtle. I would have just named him Rocket. Rocket. Yeah, because doesn't that look like a rocket too? Like a rocket ship going into space? Oh, rocket. I thought you said racket. Oh. A rocket. <laughs> yeah, a rocket. Just like Jeff Bezos's rocket looks like a penis, this, this baby goat has been blessed with a penis-shaped marking. Yeah. Um, so that if you're on the YouTube, could you be a rocket. It. <laughs> it could be a rocket. They're interchangeable, apparently. Rockets <laughs> and penises. Who knew? <laughs> This episode is sponsored in part by Grubly Farms. Grubly Farms is now the official poultry feed and snack sponsor of the We Drink and We Farm Things podcast. Grublies are a nourishing daily snack that chickens love. These black soldier fly grubs are protein-packed and calcium-rich, which means your flock will get the nutrients and minerals they need for healthier feathers and stronger eggshells. And if your chickens are molting like ours, this is the perfect guilt-free snack to help your flock out. So head on over to grublyfarms.com and use code DRINKINFARM20 to get 20% off your first order. All right, so our next can't even is from Angie Marie. And she says, first, that evil-looking devil goat, which was in the last mini-sode, that creepy goat walking around with the creepy music. Mm-hmm. And she's, so that's what she's referring to. And she also goes on to say, and now zombie fungus. So she shared from Stories of Mushrooms, which I'm guessing is a Facebook page. The poster says, 
one of the most famous fungi in the world is the zombie ant fungus. It takes over the mind of an ant, causing it to climb up a branch and cling to the underside of a leaf before mummification. Once locked in place, the mushroom-like fruiting body of the cordyceps sprouts from the ant and eventually releases its spores. And it just looks freaking weird. Yeah, I mean, it basically just looks like ants had penises growing out of them. <laughs> Speaking of things yeah. that look phallic. <laughs> that is very phallic. I was going to say mushrooms because they call it the mushroom thing. Yeah, but... Um, it's a mushroom grew, but it definitely looks phallic. They're very long and skinny mushrooms. <laughs> With a bright gold bulb at the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's move on to something a little more heartwarming, shall oh, we? Oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. When I saw this on Facebook, I was just so happy someone shared it into our group for I can't even because I had actually seen this somewhere else first and I was like thank goodness we get to talk about this on a mini so so uh Tina Stevens she's the owner of Henny and Rue if you didn't know that she shared this in our group and says this is so beautiful and also hilarious hashtag can't even (laughs) that this man is now essentially married to this bird for life so let me give you a rundown it's a hilarious picture of just a zookeeper standing next to this really big bird. Yeah. <laughs> the bird is a crane and her name is Walnut. And what happened is Walnut was born in a species recovery breeding program in the 1980s. And the program had crane chicks that were hand raised by human volunteers. And they didn't understand that you needed to follow some protocols to keep chicks from imprinting on their human handlers at that time. So essentially, Walnut was hatched and imprinted on a human. So she did not retain her identity as a crane. And so the zookeepers actually think that Walnut doesn't recognize other cranes as members of her own species. And she has killed... Well, so... It hasn't been proven, but it's been rumored that she has killed previous suitors of hers. Previous suitors of hers have ended up dead. At least two. Two, yeah. (laughs) So it's alleged that she has murdered two of her previous friends. He had it coming. He had it coming. (laughs) But because her species is highly endangered and the gene pool of the captive population is really small... It's really important that she does not kill her suitors. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. And they also really need her to mate. That's really important, too. So she is, quote unquote, married to her zookeeper. His name is Chris Crow. Fun fact. So he has a bird name already. And they both came to the <laughs> Smithsonian Conservation Biology Institute in 2004. And this is all really, really fascinating. Basically, she immediately took a liking to him. She started doing her ritual mating dance, which I'm sure is super adorable. And the zookeeper, Chris, realized that if he reciprocated this mating dance, it might be possible to artificially inseminate Walnut with her participation and consent. Because without her participation and consent, it would have been, you know, it would have required strapping down and, you know... Yeah. Some other things. Stressing out the bird. Stressing out the bird. So, it worked. And Chris and Walnut have had five children. 
Jesus. <laughs> but uh, they were raised by another crane couple at the facility okay. because... Because she would have killed them. <laughs> she probably would have killed them because she doesn't accept other cranes as her own. So the Institute provides her with artificial eggs to sit on. And Chris actually takes mm. his turn looking after the eggs, too. And this is really funny. They're not real eggs, obviously. And all he has to do mm-hmm. is, like, stand over them. That's good enough for her. If she sees him, like, standing over them, she's like, good job, Dad. You're doing your job. And then, like, walks away. <laughs> so he doesn't actually have to sit on them. <laughs> but he does have to take his turn. Otherwise, she just won't have it. So basically, the zookeeper is pretty much accepted that he is married to this bird. And mm-hmm. white-naped cranes live to be about 60, and they mate for life. So he's not going to be able to retire while Walnut is alive. And at the time of this article, Walnut is 36 and Chris is 42. So. What a job. Like, how do you write that up in LinkedIn? Like, yeah, I have no real words for this because I don't think you can do this twice. Yeah. (laughs) No. (laughs) Not without Miss Walnut going all, you know, Jason Voorhees on people or other cranes. Oh my gosh. But it's just so funny. Like, I love Mm -hmm. how smart and weird animals can be. They're just so fascinating. It's delightful. All right. The next one is the, you know, it's... I wouldn't say quite as endearing. There's this video that Ashley R. put into our Facebook group. And she said, I can't even. This happened at my fair in my hometown. So this is from the end of September of 2021 at the East Texas State Fair, specifically in Tyler, Texas. Uh, And it's a video of this, I'm going to guess steer, Mm -hmm. maybe getting out at the fair and running around. And there's like... (laughs) These people trying to, like, first of all, grab its tail to slow it down, which I think would just probably piss it off and make it kick you. But it doesn't do that. It just keeps running and slips through the guy's hand. And there's this, like, group of people unsuspectingly just, like, hanging around, not paying attention. And this steer just freaking head down right into some female. It's just standing there and talking to her group of friends. Yeah. So, you know, when you're at the fair or around any kind of livestock, you just got to keep your head on a swivel. <laughs> you could tell she was just not expecting that cow to be there at all. Yeah. Seeing that cow run around reminded me of the calf scramble that was at our county fair. Mm-hmm. If you ever get an opportunity to go to a calf scramble, it's quite it's quite a show. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, our next Cans Even is from Karen V, and she's the host of the Just Grow Something podcast. And she said, sadly, since this was on the best of next door, this person may have been serious. Face palm emoji, hashtag can't even. All right, I'm going to read this to you. Can I sue my beekeeper neighbor? Oh my God. Every day I see my neighbor's bees flying around my garden, stealing the pollen or nectar from my flowers. Then the bees go back to my neighbor and creates honey. My neighbor then harvests the honey, sells it at Pepper Place Market for profit. I have never received so much as a jar of honey as compensation, and every day my neighbor's bees trespass and steal my flowers. I was stung once when I was a child, so I know how dangerous bees can be. 
The way I see it, this is equivalent to a person's dog coming into my yard to steal balls or tools and then gives it back to its owner who then sells it for profit. Do I have legal ground to sue? What type of thing should I begin documenting in order to prepare for a legal battle? What would be a fair settlement amount if my neighbor doesn't want to take this to court? Thanks for the help. Ooh. All the face palms. Bitch, your flowers would not be flourishing without those damn bees. It's Shut true. Like the- <laughs> I shouldn't call her bitch, but like, come on. <laughs> well, I think this is a really great example of how the way that you perceive something can yes. really affect the way that you experience it. That's true. So to this person, and we don't know whether it's a man or a woman, it didn't say, has decided that the bees are stealing pollen, but in actuality, the bees are pollinating your flowers so that you can get seeds and so that your wildflowers can continue. Right? Like, so another way that you could look at this is that you need to pay your neighbor for their <laughs> the bees, bees labor. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, oh my gosh. no no legal ground to stand on over there. Please don't sue your neighbor because they don't bring you over <laughs> jars of honey and they're bees. No, and I'm pollinate your flowers. And I'm going to guess you're the type of person that isn't getting honey from your neighbor because you take the time to write silly garbage like that and you're seriously thinking about taking your neighbor to court because their bees are doing what they're born to do (laughs) (laughs) it's like in their nature Mm -hmm. literally to do that so there are some special people out there so i part of me is like really hoping that that's just satire but sadly it's probably not i mean I've had enough conversations with people to know that that's totally within the realm of possibility as much as I hate to admit it. (laughs) I feel like that could be like a comedy, like stand up routine or something like that. Cause it's just, but I think you're right. Your perception is what you consider your reality. And that person might just not have all the information, but you know what? Sometimes you can give people all the information out there mm-hmm. and the facts, and they're still just going to keep believing what they're perceiving. They have to be open to receiving that information. And I think luckily a lot of people in our community and in the farming community can be pretty open to new information. <laughs> so this is just a good reminder that even outside of the agriculture world, always keep an open mind and actually like, <laughs> Think things through, logically, talk nicely to people. Don't sue your neighbor over stupid shit. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're still going to be their neighbor. <laughs> well, my trick for this is whenever I start getting really bent out of shape for something, is I make myself make the opposite argument. Yeah, like devil's advocate. Yeah, like I make yeah. myself do that. And then I'm like, oh. And like some things there are no devil's advocate for, but a lot of things there are two sides to it. And then you're yeah. just like, well, I get to pick that's how good, I perceive it. But yeah. That's a good way to put it. This applies in this situation. <laughs> I think I do that sometimes, but then it just makes me even more triggered sometimes. Because I'm like, <laughs> no, it's really that freaking crazy. But that's just me as a person and I'm a work in progress. <laughs> We're always growing, aren't we? <laughs> All right. So the last one. 
is really great too. And I think this might be another perception type thing. But it was just posted today, the day we're recording this, by Rachel E. And it is from the main M-A-N-E monogram. And it's a tweet from Jonathan Dean. And it says, been off a couple of weeks. Went to East Sussex. Found a gorgeous pinkish crystal type rock thing in a field. The kids think it's a soothing alien head relic. We thought it was rose quartz and now sits proudly in our house. Turns out it's a salt block for cows to lick. (laughs) (laughs) And there's a picture of it. And it, I, I could see how that doesn't look like a salt block mm-hmm. at first take and how you might think that that's rose quartz so I kind of get it yeah no <laughs> I can, it's hilarious I can totally see it yeah yeah for sure. <laughs> and it's way more fun to think of it as an alien head relic too Agreed. So I'll give Agreed. That. yeah so that's it you guys did so great this month sending us your can't even so keep it up We do one of these every single month. We love reading them. It's so nice to log on to Facebook and have something fun to look at or kind of shocking to look at. So keep doing it because you're bringing people joy most of the time. I mean, I got a little triggered over the beekeeping thing. But you're bringing (laughs) people joy by sharing these fun things in our group. So thank you and keep it up. Yeah. So just a few things before we wrap up for today. Make sure you hit the subscribe button and download the episode when you listen. This helps more listeners like you find us. And be sure and leave us a review over on Apple Podcasts because if we read your review, you'll be entered to win a monthly mug drawing for an exclusive coffee mug that is not and will never be in the shop. And do us a favor and share that you're listening to this mini-sode over in your Instagram stories and tag at Drink and Farm. We will send you a promo code just for that episode. That'll give you a percentage off in our shop, which you definitely want because we are about to launch all of our holiday stuff. Yes. Oh my gosh. So good. (laughs) So good. (laughs) So excited. (laughs) Make sure you take a look at the show notes. You'll find links to the can't evens and all of our links to our social media, our merch shop and all of that good stuff. So that's it. So that's it for today. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Make sure you check out our YouTube channel too. Yeah. Enter that contest. One more day. Yeah. We hope you enjoyed our treat instead of trick. Yes. Happy Halloween. And until next time. Drink. Farm. And and give zero clucks. (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye, guys. We drink things. We farm things. We drink and farm